Hey everybody, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal, Matt Hawkins here with you as always. Brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for your mixed martial arts news. Um, we got a lot to talk about, Matt, because uh, UFC 279 came and went. Um, it was the last fight on Nate Diaz's contract. And it was supposed to be Kamzat Chemaev and Nate Diaz and, and what was predicted to be a kind of a, a lopsided event, uh, matchup. And then within 24 hours of them facing off, the entire card got rearranged and everybody seems all right with it. Um, like it, nobody's, well, there are people calling shenanigans, but apparently that's all right in Nevada. I mean, I guess we know why the UFC's uh, home base is in Nevada now. Yeah. Uh, you know, this topic is, is obviously got a lot of ways that can be uh where it can go. Um, I see a lot of people I respect online, trying to shut down all the conspiracy theorists and you know i know we sit here and we kind of talk about some of the nonsense that goes on with the ufc but i feel like we reached an all-time level this past Mm -hmm. weekend and um i I don't know if it's conspiracy theory just to ask questions uh which is what generally gets you shut down these days Mm -hmm. um by just simply trying to figure out how things that have never happened in the past and how things uh you know it, it, it's, we're going to get into it. Um, so I, I can't even, it's like mind boggling how things went off. But um, from what we know, uh, early on Friday morning, the day of weigh-ins, uh, Chimeyev was, you know, seven to 10 pounds overweight, somewhere in that range uh, early in the morning. Um, and we've heard conflicting reports, whether a doctor told him to stop or whether he just quit. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, I'm jumping the gun because we had the the press conference. The press conference was, was that that was on Thursday. Was the press? Yeah, conference. Thursday. The Thursday before was supposed to be the pre-fight press conference, and um, allegedly something crazy happened that involved over 100 people, and there wasn't enough security. The footage that we saw that the UFC released on it, I mean, which of course wasn't for some reason. You know, if there's 100 people there, not for nothing, a street fight happens in anywhere USA. That that that's on hood fights literally within twenty four hours or sooner and 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 all over social media, but for some reason nobody nobody has footage of this outside of the UFC and they're embedded, um, and then and then there's stuff after it. But as far as whatever happened backstage, what we saw didn't look like much, but apparently warranted canceling the press conference, um, you know, and then now last night I know I I messaged you about it, but uh. Let me bring that up first, uh, or I'll read it off. Um, <clears throat> the uh, commission's supposed to be investigating it as of September 12th. Uh, the, apparently, they heard about it, and they're looking into it. I'm just uh, summarizing what um, I'm going to be shouting out our boy Eric McGracken of Combat Sports Law that's been on this podcast a couple times before because a lot of this, when it comes to missing weight and finding a way to make cards happen, Mr. McGracken likes to go go down these these very interesting rabbit holes to 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 find the shenanigans that go on on these things. So if you haven't checked it out, I'm going to bring it up. The the he usually uh, um he he makes a blog out of out of his findings, and we're going to share that in about a minute. But the commission says um, a commission will strictly discipline all licensees 
for all incidents of physical violence between athletes outside the ring or cage up to and including purse forfeiture, revocation of suspension, current license, denial of applicants for new applicants, and any future license renewals. If they find out that anything went wrong at the press conference, that would cause them to, to do anything like that. Uh, Matt, you said when I told you about this, this is probably the first and last thing we'll hear. We'll probably never hear about it again. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think we will. Um, as you say, the, the the fact that all these fighters who are social media savvy left and right, mm-hmm. nobody had a nobody had a live Instagram, nobody had a live Facebook, nobody had any video going or anything like that while a brawl broke out between multiple high level world champion level MMA fighters. Um, we have no reports of any injuries. We have no reports of any bruises, cuts, nobody limping, nothing. Apparently people were drop kicking each other. People were throwing stuff at each other. Nobody, no, no damage, no photos of somebody covered uh, in water after being hit with a water bottle, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Um, and it didn't look but, like that many people in the footage that we did see. It didn't look like there was, you know, hundred uh, close to a hundred people back there the way, I mean, I know these. I know these uh, uh, entourages for these fighters are are pretty deep. I know for a fact that Nate Diaz had his his real fight ink bus, and a fighter that of his that I talked to, Jose Aguayo, was with him, along with the guys that he trains with from NDA that that were there just to support him. But I, I mean, I don't think it was a hundred people. No, I don't care. It, it could have been six people. Let's mm-hmm. just say it was the the three or four main card fighters and and two cornermen. I think we've you... seen worse at Connor things. Not never, never mind the Brooklyn stuff, but like the other stuff when Diaz and them with that that seemed worse when Diaz yeah, and that's with what I mean. a lot we, of that I mean, everybody saw and had footage of. There's 4K video of Conor McGregor randomly showing up with a dolly and throwing it through a bus, but not that you know, mm-hmm. but nothing on this. And and and, and so let's throw the video. Let's just say that for some reason in Vegas we've seen in the past with horrific incidents where all of a sudden cameras don't work, but somehow in Vegas, we don't have any camera footage of this going down. Um, No injuries. I, and then the commission usually is the first to jump on this. So let's, so how, so even if you're not going to try to blow the card up and blow the, you know, the UFC up over the weekend for this, there's no corner men suspensions. There's no, that's what that's what gets me the most. Like there's mm. no there's no punishment. And then the review is happening like three days after the event, according to the commission. Like, wow, that's weird. Cause usually you would review something that was so catastrophic that you had to cancel a press conference that people attended. Um Dana White's response to that on, on Thursday night was odd. The fact that there was no information, and um, as you said, we've seen fighters literally get in brawls. We've seen people punch each other on the stage. Um and and that not be enough to to cancel anything, um, uh, it's it's just bizarre as all. Well, here, so. I mean, they're not going to cancel. I mean, at this point, we should know with the UFC's deal with ESPN, they ain't canceling shit. I mean, like they tried to move forward when everything was stopped during the pandemic because they have that deal that they have to put on a certain event. If they don't put on the the contracted amount of events that they promised ESPN, they don't get their money. So they ain't canceling anything ever. I get the um, UFC not canceling ever, but in theory, and and hmm. well, obviously this goes to where um, being in their own backyard, uh, which you were you brought up several times uh, over the weekend. Um, you you think the commission somebody would step in and somebody yeah. would say, well, "Wait a minute, like wait, like." But here's wait the a thing. Minute. Yeah, I mean, look, we might as well, let's bring that up. So Eric McGracken, who's been on this uh, 
podcast a couple of times. The last time I had to talk to him, the reason why we couldn't bring him on now is because, again, it's kind of short notice for him, time difference. Usually I have to be off during the day to get him both times that I've talked to him for the podcast he's been on so shout out to eric mcgracken and the hard work that he does when he gets sucked into <laughs> it literally derailed his day when he, when he was going back and forth with me on on twitter about it but uh I'm, I'm bringing up his blog here um i mean he he calls it let's talk diaz comes out and the legal mess in nevada um he starts off where he talks about the opening of the press conference and for folks just listening to this i'm going to drop the link to the article for you to read it too on the audio description when you when you uh listen to it but um he cites the the everything that happened with the with the press conference, um, but then he he always goes into the to the regulations where Nevada has there they have a lot of rules apparently for no reason. So um, he drills through the issues. So a fighter can't cut more than two pounds after missing weight in Nevada, which was, he was already seven and a half or whatever it was, and then he, here he is trying to cut uh, triple that. So he puts up the the weigh-in of an unarmed. This is from the uh, Athletic Commission on the uh, Combat Sports Law blog that Eric uh, tracked this whole thing down. After the weigh-in of an unarmed combatant competing in a contest or exhibition of mixed martial arts, weight loss in excess of two pounds is not permitted. Weight loss described in subsection two, which is what I just read, must not occur later than one hour after the initial weigh-in. Okay, and then it says uh, that the the rules uh, spreads. uh, there's spreads that are allowed if weight is missed. And um, usually the, the, the wider it is, the harder it is to do. So he goes and he lists it. You have to check out the article because he lists all these regulations. And then by the time he gets to, to through all of his findings and I'm scrolling down because Matt, I know Matt appreciates this image where it's, where it's UFC like, two poster. <laughs> there where it said where the he and i think he tagged camel mclaren because that was his tagline where about the ufc initial there the thing whole thing about there were rules was that there are no rules because <laughs> at the at the end of the whole thing nevada has a rule that says they can waive their rules the promoter can waive the rules so all yeah, these no, rules it, in place just for for them to do whatever the fuck they want anyway and I never knew this before, but I mean, I mean, you would think history would have kind of pointed us in this direction. It took this weight cutting mishap for for McGracken to bring it out in the open for us, but now we know why the UFC's home base is in Nevada. Yeah. So, so okay. So, obviously, I don't need to go through the whole ins and outs because anybody listening to this podcast probably is semi aware of of who ended up fighting who. So, mm-hmm. as we know, the card then, as a result of Chimaev not being able to make weight, they did a giant shuffle to the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diaz, who was a huge 10 to one underdog, suddenly becomes a favorite favorite against uh, Tony Ferguson. Crowds rejoice. Fans are happy. Uh, life is suddenly good again. Chamayev, who weighed in right under 180, conveniently slides into the catch weight bout that mm-hmm. the UFC happened to make uh, with Holland and Which Rodriguez. They used to never do like they used to. No, be all, no. Yeah. Remember, remember how Bellator was the only, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they catch heat for doing that, but no, yeah, they were bushly because yeah. they have catch wit. So, um, but we have multiple ones uh, on this card, uh, so that just conveniently worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here's here's what gets me and why. MMA media in general is a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> okay. Okay. This goes to every single person who is uh, uh, 
credentialed to be able to ask Dana White questions. When Dana White stands up on the on the podium and tells you the commission would not allow Chemayev to fight Diaz because there was such a giant weight mm-hmm. discrepancy, and you don't immediately ask him why it was okay for uh, Jinling, Li Jing, Jingliang to fight Chemayev or to fight Rodriguez with the exact same weight difference. So suddenly it's it's not okay for this, but nobody asks him that. Nobody goes, well, wait a minute. If it was if it was against the the commission's rules for that bout, then why was it okay for it to happen two fights earlier on? The well, card? nobody asked. I mean, and I even said it a couple of times on social media when it when it was like he mentions the physician telling him to stop. If if, if it was that bad that a physician had to step in, which again, if you listen to his coach, there were he says there are no physicians there. If you if you listen to Dana White and the the beautiful piece that uh, Brett Akimoto conveniently put out this morning. Um, they mentioned physicians in it. So if, 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 if a doctor says it's dangerous and then he's locking up and cramping up, why was he suddenly okay? It was, it was perfectly fine for him to still be on the card and fight Kevin Holland. And never mind the fact that he didn't look like he was suffering from any weight cutting or anything like that. He had perfect, he had plenty of energy to take down Kevin Holland and, and keep his undefeated streak alive. So, a lot he of have I mean, had energy that he didn't have to cut weight, uh, you know, getting to this puff piece. But if you go, if you're, if you're dying, trying to cut weight, I mean, <laughs> yeah. not for nothing. You, that's, I don't think that's something you recover that great from. No, to, no, to no you're probably like that. You're probably not laughing on the, on the scale as you're weighing in and sticking so, your middle finger at people. <laughs> so this puff piece by Akimoto that came out to stroke off the UFC, um, Let's just let, uh, real quick. His his facts are at four a.m. in the morning. Chimaev was body was locking up, and he had five pound left left to cut. His body was seizing up. He was vomiting and cramping, and then a doctor showed up and called off the weight cut. Uh, you know, if it's at four a.m., I'm guessing what five a.m. in the morning they cut. You know, at the latest they cut it off. He didn't wait. He didn't hit the scales till what close to eleven a.m. Uh, Vegas time, I think is the deadline. Um, he, it's not like he hit the scales early on. He came on fairly late in the, in the weigh-in show and, and missed weight by that much. So you're looking at about a four or five hour period where he rehydrated, putting on a whole two pounds, according to not even that putting on like a pound and a half, according to his, uh, according to his coach and, and, and the whole, the whole situation here. So I don't believe any of it for, for a second. I don't. And you call me crazy. Call me a conspiracy. Call me Pat Militech. Call me Shab. <laughs> whatever these guys are saying. There was shenanigans being ran big time behind this. Dana White talks about a sellout. As of two weeks ago, there was a ton of tickets available. I don't know how many are comped. I don't know how that works out. Sure, the numbers, the tickets were lower. You know, were, were, it was primarily sold out. A sellout is never 100%. But there was probably... 500 seats available uh as as the show started uh, and he said at the post-fight press conference he said that that during that 24-hour period between thursday and friday when everything was happening and things were uncertain he also said that day that they they still sold 250 tickets so i mean not for nothing i only reason i believe that is because the we talk about the modern ufc fan and how they are these days like i i i 100 believe i mean that they're they're they would do that just because you know they're 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 so it's it's almost like a zombie now the UFC the, the modern UFC fan and and I don't I mean there's people there's people traveling to spend these six hundred dollars on these tickets in Madison Square Garden in November when the, I mean 
I, I think uh, when uh, what was it two thirty? I remember to blood nosebleeds being like 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 uh, oh, one twenty five, one forty something. Yeah, whatever like that. The, the the card that Cormier was on. Yeah, the, it was two thirty, yeah. November third. Yeah. That was my birthday. That was when I was out there. I picked up yeah. tickets for you and your buddy to uh, to yeah. set up. And, They're and like I triple the cost. Yeah, easily triple the cost. Uh, better card than than that than that two thirty card, admittedly. Um, but but yeah. but not triple the the cost. Um, yeah, the, the prices have, have spiked. Uh, that was also put out on Twitter how they're making record profits on their ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's Las Vegas. It's on the Strip. There's arena on the Strip in Las Vegas. You're going to sell out almost any UFC event you put out there. It, it, I mean, they're selling out fight nights in San Diego. You're selling out fight nights in Ohio. You're going to sell out a fight, a, a pay-per-view event in Las Vegas, even if it's two of the biggest bozos who have ever entered yeah. the cage headlining it. The bottom line is I cannot see. I, I think this, I think there would have been a damage done to the promotion, to the matchmaker, to everything. If they had gone through with Chimeyev Diaz and we would have saw a main event that ended in 55 seconds with it, it we, the main event would have looked just like Holland and, and, and Chimeo. Mm. It would have been an exact replay of it. Fans would have lost their shit going, wow, we just paid. We did. We, we, lit, we came here to watch Diaz and the UFC matched him up with somebody who wasn't even going to allow him to throw a single strike. Um, mm. I, I don't think that flies. I think eventually people would have revolted at but some the, point. I mean, why book it? Why announce it and hype it up and book it just because I mean, not for nothing. Nate Diaz made a lot of points. In his interviews and everything, with with it, where his where he seemed frustrated, and then you you give him you give him a fight like like enough for nothing. I didn't mind that when they put him against Ferguson. I was like, you know what? Not only do I like that better, I think that that that's a great matchup. I mean, it's two guys. It's it's. I mean, as far as like the skill level and looking for a competitive fight and stuff like like, I loved it. I, I love was, the outcome I of it. it on the podcast that, that week. Right. I said that that's the fight that should have been made. And I was yeah. actually disappointed that it wasn't, it was clear cut to be the, the fight to be made. It's also conspiracy that, you know, Ferguson was just added to the whole card, you know, two weeks prior, three weeks prior, something like that. So it was like a late ad to get him onto the card. Listen, I don't know. All I know is that they, they clearly initially made the matchup to destroy Nate Diaz's reputation and try to damage him as a fighter. Maybe this all just happened to fall into a place where it made him look great and it worked out great for him. The MMA gods finally did something right for the fighters and and allowed this chaos to ensue. But I just... I think it was vindictive by the U.S. <clears throat> to make the match. I said that. We said that last week on the show. Um, and I think that it just, just either backfired them on tremendously or they just decided that they had to come up with a miracle backstage plan to pull this off and 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 and, and went beyond anything that we could even comprehend attempting to pull off um, in any normal situation with a commission and rules and regulations. I, I just It's just so bizarre and so over the top that they were able to get all these six guys to agree to fight different people. Um, and, and nobody, it just, uh, we can't get first. And then they talk about having a backup plan. That was the other thing. People on Twitter start getting all slobby over these guys. UFC acting like they have a backup plan. They've never had a backup plan folks. Mm-hmm. A couple times they've had people weigh in 99% of the time. There's never a backup plan. If there was a backup plan, what negotiations would you have? Wouldn't you already have a contract in place as a backup plan? Why would you have to let uh, supposedly let Ferguson drive one of the UFC guys Bentleys around Vegas in order <laughs> for him to accept the fight? Like that, you you already have a contract. Hunter set. If Campbell's. 
if you have a backup yeah. plan, you already have a contract set up. The UFC and you have legal and you're guy. ready. Is you're ready to go? Okay, you just got to put your signature on it. We've already agreed that if this fight falls through, we're going to give you an extra quarter million dollars. We're going to give you an extra three million, whatever the hell the number is. They all got but, yeah. I mean, I mean, no one wants to like. Someone did ask that at the post press conference, and and Dana White was just like, they all have deals. They all have deals. Like he does. You know, one of those answers that like stop asking this question or or you'll never get credentialed again. And the thing about the media with them, I mean, as, as somebody that that was credentialed, you know, way back when, and and uh, th- there's people that that look at getting credentialed for a UFC event like it's like it's um you know like it's going to make or break their careers. Um, I mean, and not for nothing, if you put that much power in something, then then maybe you don't need to be. I mean, you know, covering the sport like that because. There's there's people that don't get credentialed anymore that do just fine, and I mean you know who they are. One of them is very obvious to you that was used to get credentialed back in the day and no longer doesn't, and he does just fine. I mean we're talking about Ariel Hawani. I might as well just say it because he's the one that had his coach. It's crazy. He's the one that had the coach that they're saying there's no phys- physicians present on his show. And then this morning, the, it's 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 funny how that came out this morning, and that's how it started though. Don't you think <laughs> the MMA hour a couple a day or two before? Has that interview, and then this piece comes out. It's it's, it's just it's, weird. It's weird. It's, it's such a it's such a slimy thing, and and, and Akamoto. It's like pro wrestling. Guys, it's like fucking you know, pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. And, and Brett Akamoto jumped on the the MMA bandwagon when it really took off uh, with this. Well, because ESPN. of ESPN, yeah, yeah. I mean, he we, he wasn't putting out stuff about fighting ten years ago, twelve years ago. He didn't give a crap. He didn't know he he listen. It, we listen the. 90, 98% of MMA media is a joke, and that's just the bottom line. It always has been. It's always been kind of the, the joke. Um, hell, Dana White's called him a joke, even mm-hmm. while they refused to ask him anything that would that he'd have to try to give an honest answer to. Um, it's it's just embarrassing. Um, but I don't I don't believe a word that comes out of any of their mouths uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just bizarre as hell. But um, but you know. Getting to the results of the fight, Diaz picks up a nice win. Had a fun fight with Ferguson. I, I, I don't like. I hate. I hate how Ferguson showed so much respect, though. I don't like that in in the middle of the fight. It was the thing that I had wrong with Anderson. Silva yeah, I think Dennis Cormier kind of voiced that uh, too this week. You know, like Ferguson had that fight. He he could have won that fight. He had he had Diaz on the ropes with what, leg kicks. You know what's like fun? in the yeah. second round, thir- early third round. What, what's and, funny is when I was doing my like my. I, I thought he would cut him up. I thought he would take him down and cut him up with a with um with his elbows and stuff. But I didn't. Even, he actually said in his post fight press conference interview because he spoke to the media afterwards. Um, he said that uh, he made any. We obviously saw the result of it. He was like, you got to remember, he was training for Chimaev. He was expecting a takedown, and then rewatching it. If you do rewatch it, you, can, you you'll see Diaz. Uh, he motions for the guillotine, and um. Ferguson was actually he wasn't you know he was he he's happy with the corner he has now and the team he has, but he and I wrote an article about this on the MyMMANews.com because um he was he didn't want to do his corner told him to take down Diaz, and he kept saying if I take him down I'm gonna get choked, and that's exactly what happened. And if you watch the choke, I I put up the his brother, I I remember it said 13 years ago when I found the video and I'm like holy shit. This video is 13 years old, but his brother has a the technique that his brother does a guillotine. It's if you, any folks that remember the Ultimate Fighter from back in the day, Cody McKenzie had his version called the McKenzie Teen, where he would choke up the 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 
uh, choke like so with by putting your hands together like you're praying and wrapping the hand around the neck like that. So it's kind of like that, but it's with a fist. And when you think about the glove, this is something that uh, that Nick Diaz does in the instructional from 13 years ago. He talks about doing that simple, similar, but using the wall or the cage or something to to add the, to add pressure to cutting off the carotid arteries. And um, that's lit pretty much like if you watch it, there's a picture you could see you could see Nate's hand come through, snake through Ferguson's neck right before he makes the fist to do pretty much the same technique. And the only difference is that it's not standing. He's on the ground. He's on his back. And instead of using the wall, he's leaning on his left side because he's using the floor to add to the pressure for that choke, which is why people are talking about why it was such a quick tap. Because, I mean, if you've ever been blood choked, folks that have been blood choked know, like, it's either you're going to go to sleep if you don't tap, you know, on a clean blood choke like that. And um, and then Diaz said in the post-fight press conference, he was like, and that's anybody. Anybody takes me down there getting choked which we've seen. So I, I honestly, I liked how it, it was a good way to send him off to do whatever he wants to do with real fight ink or whatever he wants to do. I personally think, I hope he, the timing is better now than when his brother tried to do his own promotional thing. Um, I wrote about, wrote about that too over at Miami news. If you want to check it out, but you know, the, the fandom, the fan base for the sport is so much greater now than it was back when his brother tried to do it. And, Oh, uh, 2013 or whenever it was so i think uh if he does get licensed and he's able to get a promoter's license and, and follow through he's talking about doing boxing mma pro grappling all under this real fight inc banner and you know me i know you're on board with it because we like we like shit like that <laughs> yeah no I, I mean i don't think he'll have a problem getting a, a license um for for that um considering who we see other promo other promoters that are able to get licenses um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just like I said, I didn't like I, I, I don't enjoy the, the the theatrics that are like, you know, friendly during the fight. I would have rather seen Ferguson take it a little bit more seriously. It seemed like from the opening bell, like I don't like hugs in the middle of fights. I don't like constant high fives and that kind of stuff. I didn't like, mind it. I, I, I did mind a, a little bit. too. I mean, it, it was a bit much, but I didn't mind it when you consider what those guys have been through. I mean, there's a certain. It's an unwritten, like weird aura of respect that two two fighters have when they when they share cross hands that way. Um, I understand and, uh, that, but don't you think at the same time you're kind of accepting a loss, like you're okay with losing at, with that attitude? I mean, there's there's truth to it, but I mean, it's also it's it's also uh, you know there, there's there's a fine line between respect and 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 bowing down to the other person's. You know, like you said, I mean the. Uh, even uh, Ferguson said afterward in the post-fight press conference, he was like, I know he's, he's probably, he's like, my shins are fine. He's probably limping out of here tonight. So he was trying to do damage, but, um, Oh, there's no again, doubt. I just, again, I, I the, 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 the thing about the, uh, the takedown, I mean, I, I know he's really happy with his corner, but when I saw him say that it, after when he addressed it afterward, I was like, you need to talk to your corner, man. Like if you know, as the man in there against the other man, and you know for a fact that this guy, if you take him down, it's going to be dangerous for you. And what you were doing is winning. I mean, maybe you should have put your foot down and said, fuck that. I'm going to keep doing this instead of what you guys are asking me to do. Yeah. I mean, I it's Tony Ferguson. He's a wild yeah. man in there. I, I just, but the, it's a double edged sword too. Cause then you gotta, you, then they're going to, you're going to, Oh, he's uncoachable. And he did this whole team and he's still uncoachable. You didn't listen to them. But look what I mean, you never know, but you know, it could have gone 
you know, a hundred other ways, but that it went down how it went down, and I'm glad I'm glad it was them too. And you know, no, it, it worked out. Everything worked out in the long run for everybody except uh, <laughs> Lee Jing Jingliang, mm-hmm. and uh, and it didn't work out great for Kevin Holland. Although apparently he got paid. I, I I'm not big on a, on a fighter like being on Instagram jumping around talking about how much money he got and he just kind of expects to lose um wasn't real that, that I, I that just comes off rubs me wrong way like don't but don't, you know what like, the, I mean Tremayev and again he's got that wiry body type that that's hard to do but so does Kevin Holland but I mean one thing that I, I was kind of hoping and Kevin Holland was was not doing bad things against uh you know the takedown you I mean rolling out of the rolling out of the 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 dude, the what they call that role when they, when they get taken down from wrestling, I, it slips my mind now. But he did it twice, and then when he was when he was fighting the guillotine and he turned over to the other side when he finally got out of it, Jemayev just switched to the other to the other side of his body, and you could only delay it for so long. But I, I feel like if he had gotten through that round, we would have seen a different fight. I mean, I know the choke was in, and he tapped, but I mean, I, I honestly, if 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 there was any way. That he could have made it through that. I think we would have seen a different fight. Um, I don't. I'm, oh, I'm not yeah. on. The, I'm not on the Chimaev hype train anymore. Too. Now, if you're gonna miss weight and all these things that support allegedly happened or didn't happen, or whatever, and still be a fucking dick about it, then uh, not for nothing. I don't want to see you as a champion. We have enough. You know, like like you're just being an, even Khabib Nurmagomedov calling him out on his attitude. I mean, that says a lot about about the way he carried himself through that whole thing. So I I. Don't care if he ever gets it. I like. I'm not. He's not a draw for me anymore. I mean, if he, if, if, I, I like seeing the Mike Tyson esque type of stuff happen, as long as they're dominant champion. I understand the alpha male and the and the aggro and all the testosterone and all that shit. But if you're just gonna be a fucking dick about everything, I I, I could give a shit about your career. Well, that's that's. There's a lot of truth to that. I think that he's obviously trying to play the uh, the villain role. Um, I think that. Listen, I'm still fascinated by his ability to do what he yeah. does. I mean, he is he is while I agree with everything you just said, um we might be looking at one of the greatest talents to ever compete in the sport. Uh but with that said, we have one of the greatest talents in this compete in the sport that I'm going to root against to get I'm going to root to get his ass kicked. Mm. Um in every fight that he has in the near future until <laughs> I see like in, until, you know, I just, I don't like again, like it, it it's unprofessional make weight, talk all the shit you want. Go yeah. If you want to, if you want to be a champion, you want to be, you want to have everything that's upstanding and representative of that. I mean, look at, we just talked about 274 with Oliveri. Look at the heat he caught because of the, the weight issue and the, and the fuck up in between who was rules or regs that are using whatever state that was, that's a whole other rabbit hole. You can go back and listen to that when McGracken and I talked about it when he came on the podcast. But um, I mean, if you're just going to act like I don't care, I'm going to go and I'm going to get by. I don't care. I don't, I'll kill all these guys. I'll kill all these. It's like, no. And, and the other thing too, is it seems like he was more worried, maybe worry about cutting, making your weight and stuff like that. that like that. if you actually tried, maybe worry about making weight and all that stuff, instead of trying to start fights with Paulo Costa and Jake Shields and everyone else, but your your guy and Kevin Holland, and you know he, he had he seemed to start a lot of shit with everyone but his actual opponent, and it's just like you know maybe if, Kevin Holland was the one that called him out on it most of the time too. He said he was like he, he keeps every time the cameras are around, 
he seems to, to start popping, getting, you know, I, 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 he probably likes it. They, they say fame is a drug. And I mean, and for MMA fans, he's famous. So maybe, maybe he's, uh, you know, he's got that high. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I listen, it's not going to, it won't play forever. Um, and eventually his cards get, will get pulled and somebody will, will turn his lights off. Um, like you said, you know, who knows, but somebody's got to survive a couple rounds to, mm-hmm. to wear him out. I mean, we saw it with Burns. We saw it get close. Um, yeah. Paula, so- Paula Costa is an interesting match. You get a big bulky dude in there. Who's got some takedown defense and has the power to put your lights out that, you know, you, We'll see if that's if I'm the UFC, I probably am looking to make that fight, and I'm probably looking to make that fight like ASAP because yeah, we either need we if you're the UFC, you almost got to do something to to save his reputation. He's either got to go in there and beat the hell out of Paula Costa, or he's got to get knocked out and be humbled and and and, and regroup and and become the potential future champion. That I I think he's probably at 170. I think for sure if he, if he can for make sure. it, I think that's what he is. Um. So I don't no, he's, know. He's I mean, a great talent. I just don't like the fucking attitude. No, I don't like the attitude. I don't like I'm going to kill everybody. I I think it just gets over the top. Um, I, and it's just it's just overkill. It's it's not real. It looks like it's produced. It looks like it's yep. it's because yep. we've seen him not be this way. And all of a sudden, it was the same thing with McGregor. You know, you saw McGregor in the early days, and then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, like it's like a switch changed, and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, we got fame, Mystic man. Mac. Fame is and, a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, and 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 drugs are a hell of a drug too. So, <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know. I don't know exactly, but, um, you know, I'm going to watch Chimea fight. I, I'm I'm interested to see because we've but never yeah, now, seen anybody like have so many fights and not get hit, but it's <laughs> yeah. going to be to root against him. It's mm-hmm. not going to be, I mean, and I can't think of anybody on the roster that I would root for him to beat at this point. Um, I, I want to see him put down. I want to see him bloody and I want to see him have to be humbled and realize that, you know, and uh, the, I mean, he's adam He seems adamant about doing the two weight class thing, but I mean, uh, we all know that Dana White's his boss, and Dana White was pretty adamant at the post fight press conference that he was like, "No, we're going to see him, but we're going to see him, we're going to see him at 80. I mean, He kept saying one eighty, but then he corrected himself and said one eighty five. So I think that's where we'll see him. I mean, we know he can put in the same amount of work and produce the same result at that weight and close enough with Kevin Holland. I forget who's the guy that he beat out the week's notice uh, when he, when we first discovered him in the UFC anyway for for the the new fans that got that jumped on his hype train back when in Abu Dhabi when he did it. Um, who did he beat? I forget who he beat. That he was beat a Merchart. Yeah, he was a, and he was ranked. So it's like okay, you, we we know you can do it at that weight. So just do it there. That way you don't have to deal with this shit. You can talk all your crap and and be the gangster that you want. But. Yeah, I mean, Mershart was probably the one that really ever jumped out, and then he beat uh, Jing, Li Jingliang. So, I mean, those were kind of the fights that that really produced, uh, you know, made him a household name. But I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with him. Um, Diaz, I'm interested to see where he goes. I, I think that we are going to see him, obviously, in a boxing ring based off of his things. I'm not sure if we're looking at a Jake Paul fight. When he mentioned Conor McGregor, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's big. He's a little bit big maybe for uh, Mayweather, but you know, McGregor fought Mayweather. I mean, I know it's exhibition fights, but that would be something that people would probably tune in to watch. If you're going to pull off some kind of silly boxing match, Diaz versus McGregor, the trash talk would be fun. The, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, 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 it'd be, but it'd be more of a, a, a kind of a fun atmosphere instead of this. Yeah. Like, What's funny you know, is that like when they, they asked him if they would, they, they, if he'd do the, of course he wants to do the trilogy with McGregor, but just outside of the financial thing. But, when they asked him, would you do it with him in boxing? And he was like, 
He's like, then that, he's like, that's not a trilogy. That's the first one. Yeah. He's like, if you want to see a trilogy, it's got to be MMA. If it's boxing, that's going to be the first one. Yeah. And he's he's got a point there. I mean, when it comes to that, because I'm, you know, with you talk about these mixed rules and people coming over to do, you know, fights and different rule sets from other sports. The the we said this a billion times on this podcast. The senior person in, in that sport is going to be the one that wins because they're used to that rule set, which is why McGregor lost. You know, everybody loses these boxing matches and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, whatever he does, I I just hope Real Fight Inc is successful. Um, I get their press releases. I was surprised to get it. Uh, shout out to Sean Graven who sent it to me, the PR agency guy that 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 sent it to me, um, with the logo and everything. So I I uh, I'm hoping that I asked him about um, broadcasting rights yet, and since uh, obviously he's got to get the license and everything, it's in its it's in its infancy. So there's no broadcasting, nothing else. It was just kind of to make people aware. I don't know if they meant to do it so soon, but you know, Diaz had put out the tweet. They've already made social media handles for Real Fight Inc. Um, so I'm whatever they do, um, I, I think it's uh, the timing is right and it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, speaking of Jake Paul, one of the other things that we got announced recently, um, I you know, we when Jake Paul first started this this run, we obviously didn't really mention his name. We didn't know the difference between him and his brother. We didn't really want to get too deep into it. But now he's fighting Anderson Silva after fighting Woodley twice and Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson Silva, obviously somebody that we all love um, and that we want to see be successful for yeah. as long as he's walking this planet, <laughs> competing in anything. And um, not for nothing. I mean, first of all, Jake Paul was supposed to headline the Garden against against an actual boxer. People wanted him to fight an actual boxer, and then when he tried to fight an actual boxer, the actual boxers all fucking flaked out on him. So this is one of the fights that actually Dana White said, "Don't fight Anderson Silva." Well, here he is now. He's fighting Anderson Silva. So not for nothing. Shout out to Jake Paul for fucking. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was a joke. We made fun of him yeah. for for a couple of years, really, and and now, uh, you know, it's put up or shut up, and he's going in there. Yeah. Um, Respect. I, 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 a part of me kind of thinks that uh, that Anderson's getting a little bit more push in the boxing, you know, because of the Tito thing. Like, I, I see after seeing Tito Ortiz box, like, I, I, it's hard for me to like give any credence to really what we saw there, other than. Uh, Anderson showed some, you know, pop when he, when he, when he put him out cold. Um, the Chavez Jr. fight was obviously uh, probably his biggest accomplishment in the boxing yeah, ring. Which is um, another reason. That's another, that's another like, uh, you know, red, red ink circle around Anderson Silva's name that, that people are probably in Jake Paul's camp are like, you sure you want to do this? And Jake Paul's saying yes. So I wonder though how much Caesar uh, Chavez Jr. was kind of taken off guard by that because. I don't know if you expected if you're if you're a professional boxer who's kind of reached the pinnacle in a sense. I know he had some ups and downs and stuff, but um, I wonder if you uh, expecting that from Anderson. I wonder if you're expecting, you know, I I don't know if he just kind of thought that that it was going to be kind of a gimme match. So who knows? I do think that Jake Paul is going to come in in shape for this fight. I think he's. Uh, he's got some power uh, as seen by, by some of his knockouts and he's obviously, he's going to have 20 years on Anderson Silva. So I do think that there is some yeah. competition in this, in this fight. Um, however, I do think Anderson Silva will be too quick, too smart. I feel Ooh. like he probably has a reach advantage again. And again, his, uh, his experience might, might, especially, I mean, when you think about it, they probably, they probably have their probably when you look at their boxing records, 
outside of their age and all that that i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of equals uh, you know to to kind of balance out the the things that the youth and the experience it's so it's this is actually an interesting competitive matchup that uh i'm actually i'm looking forward to it yeah no i think so and, and obviously uh anderson silva's making a huge payday anything when you're tagging with jake paul is gonna get you paid um that's kind of you know it sounds sad but i almost part of me kind of wants jake paul to win just so Nate, Nate Diaz can get that gigantic paycheck because <laughs> if he beats Anderson Silva, then Nate Diaz, the fight becomes mega. If that's the fight they want to make. And he, you know, you're start talking, you know, 10, 20, you know, million dollars, um, in a purse, if not more, um, you, that's, that's gotta be, that, that's, you know, it just as somebody who would like to see the Diaz's get the, their due after all the, the BS that they've mm-hmm. had to put with through all those commissions and stuff. So that'll be interesting, but that's, that's happening on October uh, 29th, 29th. Yep. In, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and, uh, you know, really the only other thing this week is there is a UFC fight night, you know, typical fight night card main events, nice bantamweight bat about Corey Sandhagen versus Song Yadong. Uh, two of the higher ranked uh, bantamweights in the world squaring off. Uh, I think this is a uh, like a four uh, or seven uh, p.m. Eastern time main card start, so mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Uh, I believe it's all ESPN Plus, so not necessarily uh, not necessarily in your uh, wheelhouse. Uh, but I know that that's a, that's a fight that you're you're certainly a, as a fight fan and, and uh, interested in seeing. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think I think Sandhagen. Uh, I I'm picking Sandhagen to win. I think he'll use his reach. I think yeah. he'll use his his length and stuff to be able to get to the smaller, more compact um, Yadong and um, and and pick up a win. I think he I think he's going to win by decision. Um, I, I think that you're looking at two. You know, Song Yadong is very young. I think he's only like 24 years old. Yeah. Um. So I I think scrappy uh, too. So scrappy so i think a setback here doesn't necessarily derail his career i just think sandhagen has had the tougher competition had some real real razor thin losses to some of the the best and some of the greats of the sport really uh, that are starting to develop in front of us so um i I think he he kind of shows that he's maybe a step above at this point in their career and and, and picks up a win um Mm -hmm. and that's that's this saturday uh prior to the canelo triple g uh trilogy fight boxing you it's know, on the zone it's yeah it's, on. it's, it's on. a it's a the zone <laughs> pay-per-view it's on. remember they were supposed to kill pay-per-view but now they now this is a the zone pay-per-view no, so. um Whatever. that fight uh, you know hey but but we've seen it box- twice <laughs> we've seen it twice but the both yeah. were really good and yeah. this is, if i'm gonna if i'm gonna sit down and, and watch a a world championship boxing match. This is the fight that I want to see. I, I rooted for triple G. I don't think he pulls this one off. Unfortunately, I think he's a little too aged now. I think Canelo is going to be hungry coming off of that, his yeah. loss in his last bout. So, um, and you're, when you fight Canelo, you're fighting the promoters and you're fighting the judges. So, um, as seen, <laughs> as seen in the first two bouts. Um, mm. so it's never, you really, really got to get in there and, and, and whoop his ass. Um, if not put him out completely to, uh, to be able to win a fight against him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's this weekend. So I think that's why the UFC is going early. So they're clearing out of the way, uh, because, you know, as much as they want to say it, they don't like to go up against, uh, not too a big, much, a not big too time boxing time. match. Yeah. Now, not, not, not a Canelo fight, not, not a, not a Mayweather, not that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, so got some action this weekend. Um, 
and uh hopefully everybody just makes weight shows up professionally mm-hmm. uh yeah and, I mean, and we don't have to deal with this and 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 i wouldn't nobody should hold their breath waiting to hear from the commission about uh any kind those, of punishment yeah. being dealt out uh in their quote-unquote investigation yeah i mean think about it when when they asked dana white about that about that uh in the um he did a short scrum after the alleged stuff happened and they're like are, are you gonna punish anyone and he was like no no they just these are fighters and their personalities. It's it's come to the territory. So if the UFC is not going to do anything about it, I don't think the commissions are going to do anything. I feel like that was more of just them just saying it. Because don't forget, people, the commissions get a chunk of the of the pie that comes in from the money of these events, too. So no one's canceling anything if it's going to have them lose something that 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 was already bring in a lot of money. So. No, or, or they'll just randomly say that they're fining all the fighters $25,000 so that they can. Yeah get a nice chunk of cash coming in yeah just just to act like okay yeah we did our investigation you know maybe ten thousand dollars and then they take 40 percent of it and you know or whatever however the heck it works but uh whatever. but yeah <laughs> anyway anyways uh fans can follow the show at combat hour on twitter coast to coast combat hour on instagram follow me matthew hawkins at mma hawk 21 on twitter and instagram follow edit carbazal on twitter carbeerzal on instagram old head carb on twitch and a weekly, you can always check us out at allaccessmma.com uh, for our video podcast, MMA news and stories. Like I said, let's just have everybody show up weight. Let's get a good professional championship <laughs> yeah. boxing match. Let's get a nice bantamweight contender fight and uh, and get the and get the world back uh, to where it should be uh, yeah. for this beautiful uh, <laughs> sport that we uh, <laughs> that we talk about weekly. All right, peace. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night.